we're going to the playoffs. And I gave the guys an option. I said, we can lift, we can do yoga, or we can do lift and yoga. And it was unanimous that they all chose yoga. And that was kind of the light bulb for me where it was like, wow, it clearly was working for them. So today's guest is Coach Greg May, the athletic director at St. Thomas Academy in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Greg's background is in education, fitness, and coaching college hockey. Greg's from Minnesota, and he played great D3 hockey at Augsburg College and later had a number of great successful coaching jobs and worked for a time for the University of Minnesota as director of operations for the men's hockey team. Greg got into yoga about 10 years ago when he was doing P90X, and he was so blown away about how hard it was, it made a lasting impression on him. Years later, as an assistant coach at Burnsville High School, he got exposed to a number of different innovative approaches to fitness and conditioning in the off-season, and yoga was one of them. Anyhow, Greg and I have a great conversation. We talk about his path with yoga. Specifically, he talks about how yoga has been incorporated, not only at the Burnsville School, but later on at the Farmington High School and then the Blake School, where it was a major component of getting his hockey players in shape, getting them prepared for games and recovering after games and practices. In today's conversation, we're going to talk a bit about Greg's experience at University of Minnesota, which I thought was really fascinating, as he says, chasing the dream of being a college coach. And one of the great things that I got out of this talk was hearing him share about not only how much the high school kids appreciated yoga as fitness and conditioning, but also just getting away from life. A lot of them found it was so calming and rewarding to do yoga and get away from an iPhone and just having a chance to check out. That made an impression on me. So I know you'll enjoy this conversation. Thanks for checking it out and enjoy the show. Well, Greg May, great to finally meet and thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks, Derek. Thanks for having me. So we got connected a few weeks ago through a friend of mine out in Minnesota who hosts me and a bunch of guys for an annual pond hockey weekend. And he had been coaching some lacrosse at the Blake School, and your name came up when I was sharing with my buddy the idea for this podcast. And he had shared that you were a coach at Blake High School, a hockey coach. You were also leading a lot of these young guys through yoga as a means for obviously improving fitness for hockey. But before we get into that, If you don't mind just telling those who are listening about yourself, about your career and path in athletics and coaching and hockey, and then we'll start asking more about how you got into yoga. Absolutely. So, you know, I come from a fitness athletic background. Prior to getting in my professional career, I played hockey my entire life, played collegially at Augsburg, a small division three school here in Minneapolis for four years, then got into teaching. I was a health and fiat background, taught for nine years, mostly physical education, taught one year of health, had the opportunity to become an associate athletic director at the Blake School and the head hockey coach there. And, and prior to coaching at Blake, I had done some coaching also at Farmington High School as a head hockey coach there and assistant coach at Burnsville High School prior to that. After Blake, I moved on and went to the University of Minnesota for two years as a director of hockey operations. And then I actually just took a job at St. Thomas Academy, private school here in St. Paul, just finished my third week. So again, my background's kind of always been in education, athletics, fitness, and, you know, the yoga stuff kind of always been a passion of mine once I got started and wanted to introduce it to the kids that I was coaching. One of the things I was really impressed to see, obviously, as someone like myself who's taught and coached at the high school level, I'm always interested in those people who've taken that path as well. But as someone who's visited a lot of Gophers games in the middle of February out there during those pond hockey weekends, tell us a little bit more about what you were doing with the University of Minnesota as director of operations. 
Good question. You know, it's, it's an interesting position. Full disclosure, I went there kind of chasing the college hockey coaching dream. It's a position where you kind of got your one foot in the administrative path and one foot in the coaching path. You know, so I was part of the coaching staff, I was part of the hockey staff, I was on the ice every day in practice, travel with the team, was part of all their team meetings, part of practice planning, part of game day prep. As part of my duty, I was our video coach. So I did all pre-scout video for our upcoming opponents, helped with the breakdown with our coaching staff after each game, during games, press box, I'm Mike Dinda, one of our assistants on the bench, talking, you know, what do we see, so on and so forth. And then also like you see in the big leagues of, you know, should this goal stand? Was that goal offsides? Were there too many men on the ice? So it's a real fun position. And then the admin side of it, you're doing a lot of stuff with travel, a lot of stuff with set up meals, set up hotels, budgets, managing the budget, forecasting the budget, scheduling, scheduling appearances for the coach. So you really, you wear many hats. And like I started off by saying, you're kind of a tweener position. You know, you got the hockey side where you really are involved in what's going on with the team. And then you have the side where you're sitting at a desk in front of a screen and on a keyboard, you know, kind of just the classic business side of things. So before you pivoted to the athletic director role at St. Thomas, tell me, what did you love most about working with the Gophers and what was probably some of the aspects of the job that signaled to you that maybe this wasn't my path chasing the college hockey coach dream? I mean, I loved it. Our staff was super close. It's essentially just the four of us, you know, head coach Bob Motzko and the two assistants, Gary Raboin and Ben Gordon and myself. So very intimate as far as the team goes. You know, we were kind of away from everybody else. We were over in Marriott Arena. For the most part of the other teams are at Athletes Village uh, here in Dinky Town. And it was fantastic. And not to mention, any given year, we had 14, 15 NHL draft picks. You know, just this past year, we had a kid that signed early. Next thing you know, he's played for Colorado in the Stanley Cup playoffs. You know, so you're rubbing elbows and shoulders with a lot of guys that have had success, not only playing, but are going to have success on the ice and off the ice. And, you know, what kind of steered me back into the high school athletic realm is, for one, it's always been a passion of mine. I have a master's degree in educational leadership. But it's hard. And chasing that college coaching dream, I have a young family. My wife has a successful job here. And, you know, guys that have tried it before that have gone down that path, you got to be willing to move places. You got to be willing to take jobs. They're not always the fanciest of jobs or the most money. And then you got to do well when you're there too. You know, you're more or less kind of taking jobs to take another job and to continue to move up the ladder. And it's just a grind with the young family. And, and I had an opportunity here at St. Thomas Academy and just kind of one that was too good to pass up. So what do you enjoy most about working with high school hockey players? Yeah, I've said this to many people when I was kind of going through the process of getting hired, but it sounds so cliche, but high school athletics is just like the purest form of athletics to me. You know, you're at the point where you're highly competitive and you've gone through the rigor, you've gone through training for 13 to 15 years. There's a little spotlight on you. You got some media attention. You're in the newspaper. You're on the radio here and there. You're on TV here and there. If your teams are successful. And then you get the piece too with like you got the high school kids that are aspiring to be collegiate athletes, being part of that process with them, talking to coaches, you know, and some of these teams that, that I've coached, I've been fortunate enough to have guys get drafted in the NHL. So now you're talking to NHL guys about your players and it's a cool spot to be in. And, and not to mention that, you know, they're young enough where you're still involved with their families and their parents. So your network is just so broad with them. You stay in touch with them after, you know, you're part of their lives in a very influential part of their life, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. And I just know looking back at my high school athletics, playing hockey and lacrosse, there was something just absolutely fun playing those sports. Even practices were fun. Hockey practice was more fun than lacrosse practice. <laughs> and then at the college level, it does get a lot more serious, especially these days. Yeah. But there's something to your point, like it's a great word, something super pure about high school sports and playing at that level. So your name came up to me when I was talking to, to our mutual friend and he had mentioned that you were incorporating yoga 
as a, a component of fitness and conditioning for your hockey players at Blake. And why don't we start there? Tell me a little bit about what you were doing with those guys and how that experience went. Yeah, if you don't mind, I'll even back up a little bit. It started you know, when I was an assistant at Burnsville High School and I was coached under a gentleman named Yanni Kivihalme. He's one of the best coaches I've ever been around. And he was very innovative in the sense that he was not afraid to bring people in to help out. This is off season only now. So he'd bring in an instructor to do cardio kickboxing. You know, we do a yoga day. And now all of a sudden, that's the first time that I kind of saw yoga with high school athletes. And you know, full transparency, the yoga was not pretty. We had guys with beach towels on cement floor and these six, seven guys that showed up. I actually can't remember if it was a video led or if there was an instructor there. But when I left Burnsville to, to go to Farmington High School, I, I always thought like, you know what, I'm going to be innovative also. And I'm going to incorporate this in, into our athletes too. And again, I don't even know if I knew what or why I was doing it at the time. My sister is a certified yoga instructor through Core Power. And she ended up working with our athletes there at Farmington High School for two years. And what I found very quickly in my first year, we're going to the section playoffs, so a busy week. And I gave the guys an option. I said, we can lift, we can do yoga, or we can do lift and yoga. And it was unanimous that they all chose yoga. And that was kind of the first light bulb for me where it's like, wow, these guys actually like this, whether they like how they feel after, or if they actually are benefiting from it or a combination of both, but it clearly was working for them and kind of resonated with them as to what we're doing. And so that's what we did, you know, for our entire playoff run. And that was at Farmington when you gave them an option or at Blake? Yeah, it was at Farmington, correct. Yep. Yeah, then moving on to Blake, it kind of all got a little bit more serious, I guess, as I started to practice a little bit more myself, learn a little bit more, you know, full transparency. You're at the mercy a little bit of their schedules, you know, so some days we did it before practice, some days we did it after practice. They were usually fairly short because, again, they got, they're got they on the ice and they got academics. Sometimes they got weights on the same day. So our sessions are usually about 30, 40 minutes long. But when I was at Blake, you could tell like even the transformation from, let's call it like the early 2010s, the 2010 to 12 range up to now, we're talking 2017, 2018. Now we have guys showing up with their own mats, you know, with their own blocks, with their own straps. Clearly, they had some exposure already, whether it's through family or on their own. But the whole practice kind of increased. We hired actually a Blake parent, Carrie Oxford's her name. I was not coaching one of her kids at the time. And she was fantastic. She does some yoga, I believe, just out of her home. But she was really good at, we communicated beforehand of you know what we had for that week. So did we have a tough game the night before? Do we have a game coming up in a day? What did you guys do in practice? And she would kind of map out her yoga session based on what our needs were for our guys. You know, so it was really unique, real kind of specific to what we were looking for. And again, the guys loved it. When I left to go to the University of Minnesota, I know that they continued to carry it on and I'm hopeful that they still are too right now. When you were just sharing that, I was thinking, I graduated high school in the early 90s and somewhere around late 80s, early 90s, the coach of our team who has full-time job was running a gym and fitness center in my town and he had brought us into the fitness center to have us do step aerobics, which was like a new thing at the time. And we were all like, you got to be kidding me. So yeah. we were all in there and he had this instructor who was a solid eight or 10 years older than we were. And, and she was extremely attractive. So we, we were distracted <laughs> on several levels, but we also were incredibly uncoordinated. And I think trying to coordinate that kind of movement with step aerobics back then, which we were laughing yeah was challenging. And I think yoga is really challenging too. I think a lot of people don't appreciate or recognize that actually how challenging and physical it is, the coordination, the intention and balance. But let's talk a little bit about what about yoga, in your opinion, or what you saw 
made those younger hockey players appreciate it so much and value it so much? I think they appreciated just the calmness of it. It's, again, it sounds so cliche, but like just getting away from their crazy lives for a little bit. We did a ton of visualization, you know, set an intention with their practice. And I think that was a big piece of it. Like these kids now, they had no phones, they had no phones in their hand for 30 minutes of their life. You know, when do they ever do that now? And, and then there's an accountability there because there's a instructor that knows what they're talking about that's walking around and teaching and showing and you know so their practice is just so much stronger than it would be if they were on their own at home trying to follow a a video on youtube or or whatever it may be and of course you get the benefits of, of just we talked about focus already and visualization but these kids are so stiff you know they don't stretch even before games and practices very few of them really take care of their bodies like a pro would or even like a division one athlete would so you're giving them a path or an opportunity to show them or model for them what this could look like, you know, without mandating, hey, you need to do this before every game, every practice. But we but we had probably three or four kids that would come to me and ask me to reach out to Miss Oxford. You know, can she type up something for us so that we can do that same practice that we did the other day? And and she would, and she was fantastic with them. But, you know, I think a lot of it is just the stuff that anyone would get from yoga, you know, the improved breath, the flexibility, you know, like I said, the mental focus. And really for these kids, I really truly believe that a large part of it was just the calmness of it and just getting away from their crazy lives. Yeah, and that's interesting. Pretty strong statement probably about our, our world today or the level of competition and organization around high school sports. And just even when I was growing up, things were simpler back then. And I know with college lacrosse, by the time I graduated, fall ball had gone from being an easy, fun pickup without coach around to being something that was all a rigorous conditioning and weightlifting program in the fall. And so it sort of took a lot of the fun out of it. So I could only imagine what some of these high school kids with the internet, with camps, with club teams in the summertime, all those programs travel. It's a lot. It's a lot to absorb. And they probably appreciate, like you said, that time to check out. Yeah. I mean, everything's structured. Everything's structured nowadays for them, you know. Super structured. And the nice thing about yoga is you can be doing yoga in a class. And even though the instructor's leading the class at a studio through some planned sequence, you can kind of go off the script and do your own thing, depending on what your body tells you. And that's the nice thing about yoga is that you just, every day is different. You do what you need to do. You made a comment about how high school athletes don't approach stretching and some other pre and post practice or game aspects like a college or pro athlete. What are some of those guys doing at a higher level, the college and pro, the pre and the post that look similar to what yoga can do? Yeah, I think it's a great question. That's one of the biggest things that I noticed from day one when I got to the University of Minnesota, just for lack of better words, just how professional the athletes were. Let's say I practice at one o'clock, everybody's there at 11.45. They had already eaten prior to, they're not walking in with a meal and trying to scarf it down before they go out to practice. And again, it wasn't structured, they're on their own, but you walk through the hallway of the locker room and there's five, six guys here warming up whether it's a dynamic warm-up there's guys that are doing visualization before practice some are on the ground some are moving some are up in the weight room getting getting their blood flowing up there and work with our strength coach up there some are in the training room you know getting their muscles fired again there's just so much like intention behind what they're doing to make sure that they're prepared for for each practice and in high school and i get it i mean i was the same way i'm sure you were too but you know you just get done with school you drop your backpack off uh, at times some of them are on their laptop in their locker room because they got to finish this paper or whatever it is and they don't have time to stretch before and you know and, and after we maybe stretch on the circle if we had a longer practice but even that it's you know 
couple of guys are taking it serious. A couple aren't. You know, I give them credit. They were good in games for game days. They did warm up properly for games. But again, like a, a cool down post game, not real prevalent with most of our guys. And again, like with the yoga stuff, if, if nothing else, it was just at least a modeling situation for them of what else they could potentially be doing for their bodies. Yeah, it's interesting. I think about the, the post game stuff. After a round of golf, usually you're going right to the 19th hole. Yeah. <laughs> have a hot dog and a beer and hang out yeah. in bed or whatever, maybe a cigar. But now I'm at a point where after I play golf, I kind of want to stretch after golf. But when you think about doing that kind of movement asymmetrically for five hours, mm-hmm. uh, you may want to balance it out a little bit by rotating the other way before you, you yeah. pull a couple of cool ones down and maybe a little water. But whether you're a pro athlete or you're just a weekend warrior or you're you know, anyone who does some kind of physical exercise, and I do this with hockey now after I play hockey, I usually will, mm-hmm. as I head home, I bring the bag out of the car, I'll stretch in the living room for a little bit just to kind of unwind the body a little bit. To your point, the pre and post does, I think, allow not only for you to perform better, but also just let your body recover. And you could be 18 or you could be 68. Yeah, absolutely. How did you start getting into yoga yourself? And what does your yoga practice look like today? Yeah, I, probably like 2010, 11, somewhere in that range so whatever 10 11 years ago i actually was doing p90x and i believe it was every wednesday it was yoga it was an hour and a half it was miserable <laughs> it, was, it was so long and so hard and i sweated more doing that than i did in my other six days a week of their program and but at the same time i loved it when it was done probably because it was so hard and grueling that i loved that it was done but i loved it because of how i felt when it was done also and I kind of always just would do it here and there. Or maybe if I didn't feel real good, I would go on the floor and, and do a couple things that I had learned from the class and, and whatnot. And and then I, I really started taking it a little bit more seriously again. Honestly, probably like within the last few years, really, where it was more of a regular, consistent part of what I'm doing. Whether it's a yoga day, you know, like a Saturday, we're going to do an hour of yoga today. You know, I've gone through phases of my life where, for the most part, I'm an early riser, you know, and I like to go downstairs and kind of be by myself and and do a little work or or things that I just want to do on the computer. And before I do that, I'll just take a quick little 10 minute yoga class. Most of what I'm doing is is pretty much just the vinyasa flow, like the the sun cells, you know, occasionally I'll get into some posture holds and whatnot or some power, but I'm still a novice. I'm enough to know what to do and to know that it makes me feel good, but I'm a novice in my practice. And, you know, I've never been to a studio for yoga in my life. It's usually always some type of video just doing it at my own house. And now it's to the point now where I do do it even for like pre-warm. If I'm going to go lift or if I'm going to go for a run or go for a bike ride, I'll just do it obviously by, by memory. Even if I just rip through, you know, Sun Salet for five minutes just to get loose before I start working out. It's a great way to get loose for whatever you're doing next, even if yoga isn't the core focus for the day. The other thing I'll say is we're all novices. I mean, literally, I think there's so much to unpack in what the practice does for you, what it tells you about your body as far as learning a little bit about how your body moves, because your body starts to change over time. Your muscles do get a little longer and stronger, and that starts opening up sort of new doors, so to speak, for how you feel your hip, how you feel your knee, how do you deal with left side that's weaker than the right or whatever it is. I think everyone, yeah. even if they've been doing it for 20 years, would still say like, I'm still figuring it out. So would you say most of it for yourself has been physical? I mean, as we talked earlier about how the fact that a lot of the high school guys were saying, hey, we just enjoy checking out. 
Do you find that a benefit as well? Sort of the mental benefits and kind of uh, calming aspects of doing this stuff before you do other activities? Yeah, I do. I'm laughing because it's so hard for me still after this many years that I have a hard time calming myself when I'm doing it. (laughs) But no, I mean, absolutely. I think it's, I don't know, I don't want to say impossible, but it's almost impossible to not have that be part of when you're doing any type of yoga. And I'm finally getting to the point where my breathing is the more accurate with what they're asking me to do, you know, depending on if I do an intermediate class or advanced class. (laughs) But no, it absolutely is. To your question, I think for me, it, it probably still is more physical for me. And just trying to just purely get the flexibility benefits of it and whatnot. But when class is done and I get to lay there for as long as I want, you know, it's probably one of the better feelings there is. And just to check out and, you know, just be calm with your breath is pretty powerful as well. I think it's well setting. I think a lot of guys have mentioned actually that Shavasana at the end is pretty much, pretty much the highlight. Yeah. No, I'm, so I'm totally with you on that stuff. So let me ask you this, because we sort of look to wrap here. What advice would you give? And, and I think of perhaps two audiences. One is guys mm-hmm. your age, and then also guys in high school or in college. What advice would you give these guys who are listening who haven't done it, they haven't tried it, did it a long time ago, and they didn't think it was for them? What advice would you give to those two different groups of guys? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think for the younger guys, you know, part of it is it's still a, kind of that stereotype of like, is it cool to do this or not? And I guess the one thing would be like, well, why don't you just try it and, and see how cool it really is and see how you feel when you're doing it or when, when you're done doing it as well. But you're going to receive benefits from it. And, you know, I was just thinking about this as we're talking here too. And I don't know if it's just happened to be or if it actually was as a result of, of the yoga that we were doing with our teams. But, you know, knock on wood, we had pretty low injury rate with our team as well when we're doing things. And and really, I would even go a step further of like our injuries. I don't even know if I can think of very many, if any, of like pulled muscles or strained muscles or, you know, the injuries were more of the serious ones that I don't know that yoga could have, could have helped with no matter what it would have been. Escape left um, neck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I guess my advice would be to go go give it a shot, try it out. And it's not easy. And I think about too, you know, when we were doing with our high school athletes and Again, thinking about Mrs. Oxford running our stuff at Blake and she would be laughing at times because our kids are swearing in the background because it's so hard for them to breathe or so hard for them to hold this posture or to get into the pose that she's asking. And she would laugh and just be like, there's no swearing in yoga. But, you know, until you do it and like anything else in life, you do it, you make it regular currency, you know, you're disciplined about, you know, how many days a week and what time you're doing it each day. You know, you feel so amazing when you're done and when it's part of your routine and it just becomes the norm. It clearly does get easier. You do get better at it and you start to see some real live benefits. I agree. And I think who knows why you guys were so injury free that year. My only guess is that I think your balance is better, your awareness is better, your reaction time slightly better. And maybe it's like microseconds. Right, right. But you probably are a little better to handle those moments where things take you by surprise on the ice and you got a split second to do something different that spares you an injury. No, I, I agree with you too. And, and like I said, I'm sure it wasn't a, a direct result, but there's got to be something to just, you know, being a little bit less stiff, a little more flexible and, you know, a little more focused. Absolutely. Well, Greg, listen, thanks again for joining us. I appreciate you sharing your story. I think it's a great one about not just the benefits of doing yoga, but especially as we talked about, it's great that a lot of younger guys are appreciating this at the high school level, whether it's helping them check out from the stresses of modern life or whether or not they see the benefits on the ice or on the field. I think it's great. So I appreciate you sharing that story. And I want to wish you the best of luck at St. Thomas this fall. 
and with your career going forward. And I look forward to hearing more stories of guys from Minnesota doing a lot of yoga and hockey. Yeah, cool. Thanks, Derek. I really appreciate having me on. You bet, man.